And good morning. It is a Tuesday edition of GCR. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. Good to have you with us. Thanks, everybody, who came out to Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square last night with uh, donations to help us help Helping Up Mission. Drew and I are going shopping today, and then tomorrow morning we're going to take everything down. It warms my heart. Warms my heart every year. That's all I have to say. I mean, I really just means a lot. Really means a lot. Everybody who takes the time. I appreciate, too, everybody who's like, who sends their, hey, can't make it, here's some cash. I appreciate that, too, but it really does mean the world to be able to go do these events. We don't get to get out, and, you know, I got a busy schedule now with kids and um, play-by-play and all those other things that I do. So it's really nice to be able to see everybody. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I won't even attempt to name everybody by name because I will inevitably screw it up and forget. And for those of you that didn't make it out, I don't want to hear it. I don't. I love you. I know we're all busy this time of year. I understand that. You want to try to figure out a way to make it up? You got until 3 o'clock. Drew and I are going shopping today at 3 o'clock. We will be at Target and White Marsh. Meet us there. Do your own shopping. Then throw it in the, the pot. Or, you know, whatever you want to do. Do everything in your power. But I appreciate it, and I appreciate everybody who's been involved throughout the entire process, uh, all the various things we did, the raffle, the... Uh, NBA, stupid thingy. God, how embarrassing is that the Lakers hung a banner. Oh, my First God. Ever. That's a top five cringiest moment in sports history. When did Jordan do that? That's a great point. Um, top, I, 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 you know, it, I, 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 don't, I, don't, had, I don't really, had to. I don't really have an interest in talking about it, but that's not, there's no, that's not a thing. They had to. This thing that people, and I had, a, like, I had, weirdly, I had Lakers fans in my mentions last night, like, you don't understand. The Lakers said they weren't going to do it, but then the NBA kind of, like, forced them to do it two things the owners all need to get together and say no no Uh uh-uh we ain't doing that the reaction to that last night is proof of how not a thing this is again no matter how bad much you might have enjoyed it in the moment because it felt slightly different than watching your average basketball game in december you know because you know how you felt when you saw that video of them hold, hanging a banner next to their championship banners. Like, with their championship banners. They couldn't find somewhere else in the arena, like, hey, we'll put this here. The players are all, it's super awkward. Like, the players are just like, right, we're, uh, right. Everything about it is cringe a f oh it's so awful and the the teams all had the ability to say to the nba no we love you we're participating we're doing the whole thing but we're not going to embarrass ourselves we're not debasing ourselves this way we're not going to hang a championship banner for winning a couple of games in November and December. They were the most important games No, of November. No, they December. weren't. They, they were, were the ones that you picked as being the important ones. They're not actually... You have no idea if the teams that you play during that stretch will be teams that you're competing with in to try to get playoff positioning. It might be that you just lucked out and played the right... It was four games. It was a group, group stage. That was four games. Yeah. 
Four. There was like seven. Any four. You could, I don't even know seven. who you played in the four games. It could be the four worst teams in basketball. So unfathomably stupid. They hung a banner. And then it's shame on the NBA. Like, wow. it's, it's both. Shame on the NBA if there really was pushback from the team to then turn around and try to coerce them into doing it in the name of we're trying to make this thing a thing. You're all embarrassing yourselves. I, I understand we live in the, the time of gaslighting. It's who we are as a society. But Jesus, have some dignity. Like any at all. Sorry. Thank you for participating in the NBA in-season tournament pool. I do appreciate that. But God, that was, I couldn't, I couldn't stop. It was so dreadful. All right. Um, yes. Thank you for doing all that. And uh, we will get it all to Helping Up Mission tomorrow. So I appreciate it. Coming up on the program today, we will have a regular Tuesday features. County Sports Zone Radio with Wes Brown. Waiver Wire Wednesday with Joe Serpico. We'll talk Terps and College Hoops with Patrick Stevens. And speaking of College Hoops, it is a big week in uh, local College Hoops including tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, over at the Physical Education Complex as the LSU women will come to Baltimore to take on Coppin State. And joining us today on the program will be now global superstar and Baltimore native Angel Reese from LSU will be with us as well. So a fun day on tap here on gcr today's show is brought to you by superbook sports as always use the code glenn clark 23 when you sign up at superbook.com download the superbook app and when you use that code if it's the first time then you will receive up to 250 dollars in a same day first bet match win or lose Looking at the odds, told you, big number. Jeremy was trying to explain to us what that big number meant yesterday. So if you heard Jeremy on the program, he said, when you see a number like five points, and it's five and a half right now, that apparently that's like Vegas' way of saying, we're not sure which way this one's going to go. Like, they put it at five just because that allows the flexibility to go anywhere between three and seven as they see where the action comes. We're a day in. It hasn't really moved yet so far. But the number's five and a half at the moment. That's that's what the Ravens are facing in San Francisco on Monday night. I would tell you at the moment, I don't love the Ravens' chances, but five and a half might be just enough for me to bite. And, like, it's a good football team. They're getting five and a half points. It might be just enough for me to bite. I haven't... I haven't decided determinedly yet, but I'm maybe I would say I'm leaning that way. We'll think about it throughout the course of the week. If you're thinking about it again, Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up. As far as the football game last night is concerned, absolutely shameful that – and I get it. You all love getting on John Harbaugh. He's done a lot of silly things. I don't know that he's ever – Wasted a timeout whilst gifting his opponent the opportunity to challenge and screw themselves out of the chance to go for it on fourth down to try to get seven points. 
I get it. Done some silly things. Wasted some timeouts. Had some bad challenges. I don't know that he's ever done both at the same time. Shameful that a team can win a game when that occurs. It shouldn't be able to happen. There's no way that you should be able to have that happen and still win a football game. And yet that's exactly what occurred. Pete Carroll, in one of the dumbest coaching decisions I've ever seen in my entire life, fourth and two, lines up to go for it. They'd already gone for it once on fourth and two on that drive. They're in field goal range, but they're down by seven. They want seven. Probably the right decision. I don't know. Ultimately, I mean, uh, yeah, you know what? Ultimately, they ended up kicking a field goal and they right. won the game. Yeah, so, so maybe it wasn't. Maybe but. it wasn't the right decision. <laughs> Line up to go for it. Clock's running. Decide to take a timeout. Meanwhile, the entire time in the build-up to the play, the conversation's about, are, are we sure his uh, knees weren't down there? Like, they took a timeout that allowed for their opponent to realize the effort we doing here. That was a sack. <laughs> Which then backs them out of the ability to go for it on fourth down because it was back to like fourth and six or fourth and six, whatever it was. They take the field goal. And yet they win anyway. Which is, one, shameful, but two, Probably a statement about the Eagles being a bit broken. And I don't like to give Drew credit for anything, although I do appreciate the fact that he was out there helping us out last night at uh, Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. Um, I, I, don't, I don't like to give Drew credit for much, but one of the things he tweeted last night was this is sort of proving his old adage, which is the hardest thing to do in sports is to stop losing. And... I've always understood what Drew was trying to say, which is that at some point, losing kind of seeps in. It ends up almost being part of your blood. Now, I wasn't ready to say the Philadelphia Eagles would experience that after two losses to the two best teams in the NFC. But I understand the thought process. Something's wrong. I know they tried to blame the their defensive play calling, and that's why they had Matt Patricia take it over, but defense wasn't necessarily the problem last night. I mean, I get it. Like, You shouldn't really let Drew Locke right. move go, the move ball. The yeah. field. It was two kind of lucky plays. I say lucky. It was two. One that was remarkable by DK Metcalf on the sideline. The other one you know, was a broken play for the touchdown. It was really two plays. It wasn't necessarily a drive, but it was two kind of broken plays that allowed it to occur. The bigger problem is there just seems to be something wrong with their offense. For everything they have, like you have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts. And this is the output? Like what is going on? At, at the end of the game, too, like you're, you're within, I have no idea what he's doing, chucking the ball up and just hoping. Yeah, that was. I, I get that, was, that there are only 12 seconds left, but he had just proved on the previous play, like if you can go get another 15 yards on the ground. And they still had two timeouts, I think. They definitely still had yeah. at least, yeah. Or at least like, one. Yeah, yeah. you've got the entire field to work with. What What is that call? 
to your point, you probably still had two plays in order to try to get into field goal range. If you could go short throws and with the entire field, you'd like to think they could do short throws. Or you probably could have just run the ball with Jalen Hurts one more time, gotten 15 yards, and at least, I don't know if you've heard, your kicker's pretty good. I get it, he was kicking in Seattle. It's not an easy place to kick, but I would have given him the shot instead of just hoisting the ball up. Bizarre, man. Bizarre. Um, Warren Sapp, by the way, I didn't see the, there was another angle where apparently it's not certain that Love got the other foot down, like that it might not have been an interception. It, the angle it was, they showed on the broadcast made it certainly look like it was, but there was apparently another angle you didn't see where like you 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 can't tell for sure that there are pellets. It was close enough that I don't know that they're ever going to overturn it, but I, the Eagles appear there's something wrong. Now this is the good news. The good news is there's still time, and this reminds me of the Ravens. And I mean, I I don't care if the Eagles turn things around or not. The Ravens in 2012 were the team that looked a mess, right? Like, they just looked like a disaster at this point in the season. Then all it takes, this the hardest thing to do is stop losing. Just stop losing. Win a game. Remember that year for the Ravens, it was the Giants game, right? Win a game, and suddenly you feel differently about yourselves. And you remember, right, we're still we're still the, the, the team that's pretty good. We're, we're still in this thing. By the way, pull up the Drew Locke uh, post-game thing because everybody oh. loved that last night. Um, that's all it takes. So I'm not writing off the Eagles yet. I'm, I'm not doing that. Like, they definitely don't look right, and I get it. Jalen Hurts has been – I've heard a lot of people use the word regression with Jalen Hurts. Uh, it certainly seemed different with a new offensive coordinator this year. I, I don't know. There was – earlier in the season, we were still ready to make Jalen Hurts the MVP, so – I'm not ready to go to regression, but it's been weird that the Eagles do appear as though they've had, whatever you want to call it, taken a step back this season after winning the NFC a year ago. Like, they are just not the same team. And again, maybe losing both coordinators, that's going to happen. And that might be a fear here in Baltimore of what it looks like if you lose a coordinator. That's why when things are right, you just want to leave it alone. Stay away. They New England Patriots. Stay the hell away from Mike McDonald this offseason. Leave it alone. That's what you hope for. So Drew Locke is the other side of the equation. Didn't know if he was going to play going into last night. I, there's this weird vibe with Drew Locke where, like, he does come off as likable, but almost the likability thing, like the attention that's paid to it on social media, like how likable Drew Locke is, almost becomes annoying. Like, dude, he's not good. <laughs> like, he's not a particularly good quarterback. We we do this bit where it it comes off a little bit like he's that lovable white quarterback, and I don't I don't always get behind it. But man, his post game last night with Lisa Salters was pretty good. If you missed it, this was uh, from um, ESPN and ABC last night. Amazing won't do it justice. Amazing won't do it justice. But amazing also doesn't do justice. What the O-line, what DK did on that catch, what the receivers did, what Ken Walker, Zach Charbonnet did all game long, the tight ends, man. It takes a special group to rally around a guy that... Yeah, that's not, you know, that's not the part. I don't, the I don't, I don't, I don't... Well, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure, I'm not sure which part that is. Like, she started by just asking him what's going through your mind. I don't know what... 
that's a that's about other things. I don't really care how he feels about Zach Charbonnet. No, no offense. I'm sure Zach Charbonnet is a nice guy. His he got very emotional in his re- literally the question was just, can you describe what this is? And he was very emotional in his answer. I did, I I don't I don't know if that was another question that she asked because I didn't I didn't watch the broadcast at that point, but um I oh man I can send it to you. You sure? You sure? Yeah. Let's see. We'll see. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Um, I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed. Blessed with a great group of guys, a great city. Great coaching staff. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It's a wow. Drew, when did you even know you were yeah, going to be playing? Yeah, it's not it either. I don't know. I don't know what this is. It's very weird. It's, it's the, the Lisa Salters interview. Or yeah, it's definitely the Lisa Salters interview. It's definitely the one. Very weird. She just asks the first question that she asks is this is this is you know what this is on me. It's on me. We didn't prepare this. Here, this part, this part. Your email open? Yes. This is how we do things around here. Welcome welcome to the show. You probably know that by now. By the way, today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. All right. That one? You got it? Uh, not yet. <laughs> Stuff loads. It's not even worth it now. Like this is the, all of the build up and it's just it's not you can't it, Can you just describe what you're feeling in your heart right now? Yeah. It's so hard. It's so hard to describe the feeling of you know not playing for so long or at least what feels like a really long time to me. And then you sit there, you watch games, you wonder, can I do this still? I haven't been out there on the field. That's the human nature of it. You get back out there last week, I'm like, you know what? I'm the man, so I can go do this. And then you got another test this week where I didn't know if I was going to play or not. Sure enough, ended up playing. We're playing the Eagles tonight. And the, the boys around me rallied tonight. And it's just, gosh, it feels so good. It feels so good. I'm so proud of everybody tonight. All right. It would have been fine if we had gotten it on the, the first bounce. On for the, thir- for on the, the record, third that bounce. was like the third or fourth question I think she got to. So Was it? Yeah, it was. Because right. the whole interview was like three minutes long. So Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. That was the one. That one was the one. Um. Okay. Ne- next time. Next time we'll have a pre-show meeting. Next time we'll work on. It. How's Thursday coming? By the way. Uh, that's coming. Coming okay. What does that mean? Uh, I mean, I, I start. You know, I, the lyrics are coming coming along. I think they're gonna be pretty good. You're supposed to work with me on that. Yeah, I know. So that's what I mean. I, so I'm have gonna, you? I'm you gonna talk you to you after the show. What? For our post-show meeting. I'm festive. Is there a problem? What the hell? Because I, it, I don't know if you heard. It's six days from Christmas. Yeah. Are you familiar? John Cole. Yeah, yeah, clearly John's <laughs> going to a funeral. John Colson looks at me like I'm the weirdo because I'm festive six days from Christmas. That's well, that's strange. Like it was March. Yeah, now John's festive. You should, you should wear that in like April. I might. I might show up in April one day. What a weird bit. You look. You look like there's some sort of holiday coming up. What's that all about? Yes. It's not tomorrow. Don't Relax. know if you heard. It, there is a holiday coming up, and yeah, I'm feeling festive because of it. But I don't like worry. that one. I like that sweater. I like this sweater too. Yeah. I was a big fan of this one, the Spider-Man sweater. Yes. So how is has have we 
of the things that we assigned yesterday. Yeah, I didn't find the uh, the 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 malort yet. I mean, you didn't find it yet. Of the liquor stores I checked, I didn't find it yet. What about the other stuff? What was the other stuff? Did you talk to John Proctor? Oh, no, I did not talk to John talk yet. To... I'll talk to John. So you did nothing? Is... No, that's not true. Well, what did you do? I started working on the lyrics. I have the lyrics all, all ready to you go. You were supposed so to do that with looking. me. Yeah, I know. well, I'm not finished yet. It's not about being finished. You were supposed to do that with me. Then I guess, all right, then I'll just go ahead and say nothing since no, uh, yeah. I don't think there's a correct answer here. There is a cor- The correct answer would be that to report back on all of the things that you had done, but we haven't done that. So then the answer would be... Supposedly no, yeah. I mean, I don't understand why this is hard. What am I missing here? Well, I don't understand what you want done. It's, I it, told you. Days. I told you. Griffin, nothing works on that time frame, ever. This is nonsense. This is millennial gaslighting. This is, I got two, it doesn't work like that. I, I, I can't believe you'd be this far into doing this and still think that you could pass that off as being a thing. You know better. We gotta, we gotta be on top of things. We gotta be all over it, right? Like, right. That's yeah. why we report about the things that we did. Right. And when I don't get those reports, I get a little nervous. I get a little apprehensive that the answer is because we're not doing anything. Okay. So the total wine in Towson, they don't have malort. So we're zero for one. And the the liquor stores in my at back home no, don't have it. There's a couple more in Towson. I was like, I can, I can look. That's around a bit. That would be a bit surprising. The total wine. It's a big one. I know. I, I, was, I was surprised by that I'm, one too. I, you're sure? I'm sure, because I asked the guy, he searched it, and the computer said no. There's never been a time that I haven't been able to find something at that place. That place is massive. I don't know, Malort seems... It's not that. He I mean, had no idea what I was talking about, so... <laughs> it's a bit more concerning. That he didn't know but what Malort that's, was? That's a them problem. <laughs> I'll let them deal with that. That's not going to be a me problem. I'm not worried. I got plenty of me problems. You say you're not worried. <laughs> Someone needs to be. We need to have somebody who's worried. Doing a drinking show on Thursday. Probably. (laughs) It's not coming together quite the way that I wanted it to come together. But there's nothing that we do better than just throwing S together at the last minute. That's who we are. Yeah, that is. (laughs) One day. One day. One day. Old Dominion blew the toastery bowl yesterday. I didn't. I didn't pay any attention to they Old were, Dominion. But they were the they they pulled bowl. a Ravens versus Dolphins. They mm-hmm. were up thirty five to fourteen in the fourth quarter. Shameful. I would probably the probably And Western Kentucky came all the way back. The biggest comeback in toastery bowl history, if I had to if I had to guess. You might be right. I think it's the first ever toastery bowl. I don't think there have been other toastery bowls. They so should cancel it. Pretty don't sure. do it again. Um, Ridiculous. As far as everything from uh, yesterday's lease, lease announcement is concerned, um, two things. One, the the question that I got yesterday that I did admittedly find to be odd, why wasn't John Angelos involved with any of it? And I don't have the answer. And... It does seem strange, like particularly considering how important it was to John Angelos to have his face up on the board on the day that they announced the MOU, Memorandum of Understanding, back in September. It did seem weird. Um, now, he he put a statement out in a press release 
Most importantly, I'm happy we can deliver on our promise to fans of keeping the Orioles here for 30 more years, marking the 100th season of the team in Baltimore. Kinda. Like, I mean, the least we think is going to be for 30 years, but I, I get the point. Is it weird that John Angelos either chose not to attend or was elsewhere or... The only thing I can say is you just never know what's going on in someone's life. Like, is it possible that it's all, there's a a logical explanation, someone in his family's ill, he just couldn't be there? Totally possible. Is it warranted to ask questions based on the recent reports about the potential interest in selling the team? I understand. I understand why the reaction that people would have to John Angelos not being there on this big day when, like, every politician in town descended upon Camden Yards and the owner of the Orioles isn't there, I definitely understand the questions. I definitely understand the people that want to try to put two and two together. Huh, that's weird. We heard a report that he was in D.C. last week chatting with David Rubenstein, and then he wasn't at his own team's lease announcement in this very public event day. They moved a Board of Works meeting to Baltimore. They, The governor, the comptroller, the Senate, I mean, everybody's there, and John Angelos isn't. Yeah, it's it's weird, and I certainly understand your feelings. I don't. I, I can't add fuel to the fire because I don't have the answer. I was, you know, I don't know if you heard, I was busy doing some stuff yesterday and I didn't bother to to ask around if there's something going on in John's world. I don't know that they would want to say that. Is it weird? It's weird, yes. Is Is it weird that if there was something, the Orioles wouldn't find a way to, like, just sort of craft that and say, hey, you know, sorry, John couldn't be here today, um, attending to a family issue, something like that. You know, yeah, I, I guess it's weird. And that's, it's all part of this. For as much as the lease, it's the weird part about this conversation. The lease itself became this larger-than-life being that was never as significant as people wanted to make it out to be. Because as we kept saying, there was never a threat of something else. Something like eight years ago, this bizarro story was written about the Orioles potentially moving to Nashville that had nothing behind it. Zero was wild speculation. And yet, in the midst of an offseason, during a downtime for baseball news, this unsourced, speculative, hey, I don't know if you know, John Angelos has a place in Nashville, column was picked up and aggregated and all over, and all of a sudden this thing became, there was never an ounce ever, at any point of fact 
And yet, this we we ran wild with it. The lease had to happen for formal purposes. It's just the way that business works. You have to have rules. You have to have regulations. You have to have agreement. Like, that's the way it goes. But as the chairman of the Maryland Stadium Authority, in in the past couple of weeks, I've had people that have come up to me like, you got to understand the way the lease is written. If they don't have a new lease, they'll be locked out on Monday. The, The chairman of the Maryland Stadium Authority came out directly and said, we're not kicking them out. It ain't going to work that way. The lease, as as much as I understand for factual reasons why it is that like reporters had to say the lease is up, there's a deadline, whatever you wanted to say, it was never actually real. It never was. It was it was because they needed to have a lease, it was a good way to try to get to bargaining. But again, there was never a threat on the other side. There was never a, well, you won't be allowed to play at Camden Yards moving forward. Well, we're going to move. None of that ever existed. It was make-believe. It was poppycock. And by the way, what I appreciate about both sides is that they never played into it. It would have been easy for negotiating reasons for the Orioles to have flirted with somewhere else. Say whatever you want about John Angelos. He's been steadfast about this. At no point did there ever exist any ounce of, well, you know, I I hear the weather's nice in Nashville. I hear they're looking for a team in Charlotte. I hear Portland wants to get into the baseball business. That never occurred. Steadfast. Publicly, privately, every time. And yet we still allowed this nonsense, this fantasy, to play out in the back of our minds. Not mine, but many of you. Hey, man, you know, I, I believe it when the lease is signed. No, nothing, never, not once, Did there ever exist a suggestion of anything other than the Orioles being in Baltimore? Other than this bat-ass, bizarro conspiracy theory column that was written a few years back. That had no fact behind it. It was just nothing other than, you know, John Angelos also has a place in Nashville. And so the lease, it's almost bizarro how it became such a massive thing. It had to get done because you have to have an agreement. You have to have something in place. You have to have policy. That's the way the government works. But there was never a threat. There was never a moment where there was any risk of the Orioles being anywhere else, which, as I said before, in my understanding, was part of the problem here. Part of the problem in getting the lease was it was hard for either side to find their leverage. The fact that they were able to separate the development rights, you would think would be a win for the state. 
the state would turn around and say, well, hey, we still have to go back to the table, and there's a 15-year out if we don't. The development rights don't go away. The interesting part becomes, what's next? John Angelo says the team isn't for sale. He's not looking to move the team. Is that true? Is that what you say because you don't want any more information to get out publicly because you've zeroed in on what's going to happen and so you just want to try to keep it as close to the vest as possible? That's the next sort of interesting part of this story. Who will the development rights be negotiated with? Will it be with the Angelos family? Will it be with a new group of owners? And is that part of the reason why they were able to separate development rights from the lease? Is part of it just an understanding of, hey, dude, we're not moving. Let's just get this done, and we can buy ourselves some time to figure this out. The Orioles, as a lot of people pointed out, never really presented like a formal plan for development. They, they never actually... And that was also, I know, part of the frustrating part about this for parties involved was like they never came to the table. The way that we saw what Harbor Place is going to look like, the Orioles never came to the table with here's exact. They keep using the words live, work, play or comparing it to the battery in Atlanta, but they've never actually said here's the vision for Camden Crossing. Here's what Camden Crossing would look like. So it might just be a lack of of the plan. And they say, hey, look, we're, we'll talk to you about it, but you got to present a plan. And the order said, all right, we're not ready, so let's get the lease part taken care of, and then we can come back to the table and we can talk about what that would look like. The 15-year option probably will still lead to a few people who will traipse in fantasy, who will traipse in, well, they're going to they're, they're gonna leave. This is just... There are people that exist that way. That's who they are. The interesting part will be, okay, this is done, now what? Because without the development part of it, the Orioles are likely to claim they still don't really have new revenue streams. The lease getting done. If you were hoping the lease getting done would be what would lead to the Orioles suddenly spending money, eh... <laughs> There's no new revenue. So I I think you're going to be disappointed by that. It's good to have this done, but what's next? And I think that's the question that permeates and finds we find ourselves in conflict because this feels like it should be the time where there should be an aggressive next step for the franchise. That for the organization, there should be a next step to this. There should be a, are, are you now ready to, you, you've got a core, we'd, we'd like for you to build around that core and go try to win a World Series. Well, you got this taken care of, so like now that this is out of the way, can you get back to that? I, I think we're going to be disappointed. Well, they did, they did get themselves a pitcher yesterday. You kept asking. You kept saying, when are you going to trade for an, a pitcher? We've been asking for it. 
and they did it. So oh, splash. Yeah. Kind of on you, Jonathan Heasley, man, <laughs> who I had definitely heard of, who I definitely knew was a major league pitcher. I definitely I think, uh, when I first saw it, I was existence. like, oh, Helsley. The guy from, uh, I think he's on the Cardinals, right? I, if you say good. so. I don't know good. who that is either, for the record. But yes, this guy's not good. <laughs> I know that determinedly. Was a reliever last year, started the year before that. Wasn't good in either role. As bad as a starter, maybe worse as a reliever. So they got that going for him, which is nice. Actually, his... Um, is a 7.20 ERA last year only came in 15 innings, so I don't know. Is a minor? Maybe he was a good minor league starter last year, and I just didn't look at his minor league numbers. So, I, I, I have no idea. But they got themselves a pitcher, baby. Three years of major league experience. His minor league stats not good. Oh, six eight five ERA ah. in 94 innings last Yikes. year. Yikes! Yikes! Did have a save. He's got that going for him, which yeah. is nice. We can file that away. In 2022, started 21 games for the Kansas City Royals. Pitched to a 5.28 ERA and a 1.49 WHIP. We're just burying this guy. I mean, I look, leave no stone unturned, right? Like this is one of those. <laughs> yeah. If this is a guy that you scouted well and you want to try to, you know, we, we think he does throws one pitch particularly well. Let's bring him into our system and work. I'm not saying don't right, do yeah, it, yeah. but <laughs> for me to believe that he's a thing no there's no reason for me to believe that he's a thing we need more answers the the lease is fine but again the lease was i hate i, I don't want to make it seem like to say it was a formality is the wrong word because there were enough troubles during the process that n- no one involved would be comfortable with you saying it was a formality but they were never going anywhere there was never they weren't playing at CCBC Essex this season. They, cool. they were, yeah, I guess they weren't moving to Raleigh. Like there, there was ne- that those things were never occurring. So in that way, the lease is a formality. It was it it felt like this just over over the top thing that held hung over this franchise. But it was more of a formality. Now the question is, what now? Like, with that out of the way, what about the baseball side? What about who's running the team? Who's owning the team? What about all of these things? And the fear that I think Orioles fans have, rightfully so, is that those questions shadow this time frame that you have where you'd like to capitalize on the absurd amount of young talent. And that if it takes another couple of years to sort out ownership or to sort out finding new revenue streams, that by the time you get to that point, the clock's run out on Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson. Now you got to move those guys and you're never able to capitalize on it. I'm not trying to be the panic. I'm not trying to do that. But that fear, I understand that fear is far more realistic than any fear that you had that the Orioles were going to move. That fear, they got to prove is wrong. Their history is that they haven't capitalized on these things. And so far, they're not doing so again. I hope that changes. I hope this process speeds up. 
But this is off the table, and now they got to get to that. All right, when we come back in, we're going to get to a County Sports Zone Radio. We're going to talk about what's going on in the world of high school sports locally. It is a Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org slash hotels. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Brace yourselves for an unparalleled game day experience at the new Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson. Experience the thrill of live, in-person betting with Baltimore's only state-of-the-art Vegas viewing TV experience. Choose between a person-to-person experience with their on-site tellers or the convenience of their self-bet kiosks to place your bets. Gather your betting buddies and head over to the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks today. Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. The ultimate destination for game day excitement, Great food and live in-person betting. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Go to mdgamblinghelp.org. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels. Heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis. AJMichaels.com. 
Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your waiver wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on a Tuesday edition of the program. And every Tuesday, we get caught up in what's going on in the world of high school sports locally. With our friend from County Sports Zone, he is Mr. Wes Brown, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Wes, it's Glenn. Happy holidays to you. How you doing? Wes, you there? What's going on? We lose Wes? What? Wes, yeah. I think you're muted. Oh, there we are. Wes, what's going on, man? Everything good? Yep, yep, good. Excellent. It's good to hear from you, Wes. So uh, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Mount St. Joe off to a great start. I, they do a lot of winning under Pat Clatchy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Kind of kind of continued that last week um, with a big, you know, win over Archbishop Spalding uh, by 10 points. Um, some some narrow wins in there, but but nine and zero now with with six wins over over league teams. Um, you you kind of mentioned last week, you know, so many so many league games early is is kind of yeah, surprising. That's wild, um, right? Off, off, off of that hot start, is is it safe to say they're the team to beat in the MIAA? Um, I mean, at, at, at this point, yeah. I mean, someone someone else would have to to really step up to to make a case for that. All right, um, not the only big news on the boys' basketball side. Um, a big matchup between Paint Branch and Seneca Valley. Yeah, yeah, we, we we had highlighted one of the the paint branch athletes last week for a, a huge rebounding effort, but uh, this time a, a tight game against Seneca Valley. Um, they they had um, Olivia Yango go for nineteen points with five made threes, um, and Isaiah Lee had eleven points, three round, three rebounds, and three assists um, on top of hitting a, a game winning layup at the very end. So. Exciting action, you know, all around for for paint brand so far this year. On the girls' side, uh, Flowers with a like a just a blowout win. Yeah, yeah, seventy to thirty-one win over Eleanor Roosevelt. I mean, in especially in PG County this year, boys and girls, we've seen a lot of you know wild scores come through. Um, all those on on County Sports Zone, but uh, a, a dominant win over Roosevelt there. Um, Kyla Graham, uh, second game in a row with with twenty-one points. Um, and Elena Joy with 13 points, 10 rebounds for a, a double-double. Um, they're another team off to a, a hot start here in, in, in Maryland play. Chatting with Wes Brown. It's County Sports Zone Radio here on GCR. Uh, athlete of the week, we head to Anne Arundel County. Yeah, yeah, Shamar Johnson, um, someone who was you know pushing for the, the, the league record in rebounds last season. Um, he finished with 18 points and 14 rebounds and a, a dominant win, uh, non-league there, but... Um, his fourth double double already this season definitely going to be a a name to watch. He's actually the the quarterback as well, so you know one of those cases of you know an athlete That's just you know amazing. being able to, to display skills on both the field and the court. Must be nice. Uh, must definitely going to be a name to watch. Must be nice to have a talent. Now imagine having two. I I, I go for one. That would be all right for me. Um. So all right. So we, obviously basketball season continues. We talk more about that in a second, but. I, I, this is, I know, an important week, and I know County Sports so I'm very involved because it's also National Signing Day. This is the early period, correct? Yep, yep, the, the early period for football. And that is tomorrow. So you guys are all over it. Are, are, I, I guess walk me through. I'm sure there are some, some ones that we already know, and there are some big commitments that have already been announced, and they're just putting pen to paper. Is there anyone in Maryland that's that's uncommitted at this point that we expect to make an announcement tomorrow that's still significant? 
yeah, some guys like uh, uh, Logan Bennett um, is one person out of out of St. Francis, uh, decommitted from from Michigan State, and he's been he's been doing his due diligence here. Um, he he's going to be signing early, um, I believe, and you know there, there there's a number of players across the state, public, private, you know, that are going to be you know officially making their decisions. Um, commitments are the are the kind of thing where you know some guys will commit really early on and, and stick with it. Some will some will flip throughout the process. Some will flip late. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's always a big day when when kids are finally able to put pen to paper and make those decisions. And you know, with, with the transfer portal and all that, you never know how how long it'll last anymore. But right, you know, right. yeah, we at least know where you're starting your college yeah. career now, where the first place is going to be. Um, uh, just on on Logan Bennett, the and he's an offensive lineman. Maryland is now in play for him. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. He actually officially visited uh, recently with Maryland. Um, he he kind of you know ha- had visited a little bit here and there, but once he you know decided to to back off the Michigan State commitment, um, he he's kind of talked to to Maryland a bit there. Um, curious to see if if anyone else maybe maybe popped up late for him, but Maryland is definitely a team in play there. All right, they could use some offensive line help. Um, perpetually. We'll repeat that again next year. Um, and then, uh, correct me about their, their quarterback at St. Francis, Michael Van Buren, he ended up uh, Mississippi State after he decommitted from Oregon, correct? Yep. Yep. He he took a, a pretty quick visit there after his uh, his decommitment and, and committed there. Uh, Mississippi State's got a, a, a few other prospects that, you know, people in this area might know on the team as well. So not necessarily a, a huge surprise, but, you know, one of the one of those late, late, uh, late cycle blips. All right, so you guys are going to have coverage of National Signing Day. Walk me through what that's going to look like with County Sports Zone. Yeah, so County Sports Zone is going to be highlighting, you know, players from from you know all schools in the area, you know, signing at, at all different levels. Uh, we actually invite people to you know submit who's who's signing where um, if if they have any of that information, and um, yeah, we're we're going to just be highlighting, you know, who who's ending up where officially, um, and talking about where where some of the you know. Top talent, obviously, like you said, it's a, a national thing, but especially in this area with some of the, the key talent we have at, at all levels, you know, it'll be interesting to, to highlight where everyone's going to be going next year. All right. So walk everybody through, you know, websites, socials, everything so that they can be glued in with your coverage of National Signing Day tomorrow. Yeah. So everything can be found at countysports.zone um, and CSD scores on social um, and then I'm W underscore Brown 21 on, and, on Twitter. And then what else? Of course, they can always find all of the schedules for every uh, every winter sport, everything like that, scores, all that sort of stuff too, correct? Yep. Everything on County Sports Zone. Uh, even some leagues have already gotten us some some spring schedules, and, and we'll keep adding those here. Um, towards the end of the winter, the, the end of the winter season. But yeah, basketball, wrestling, all that sort of in play right now. And obviously, I know next week is a big week with the uh, big Governor's Challenge event down on the Eastern Shore. I'm sure we will talk about more of that next Tuesday. Uh, Wes Brown, happy holiday to you and uh, all of yours. Appreciate you as always. We will talk again next week. All right. Yep, you too. Wes Brown, County Sports Zone, with us here on GCR for County Sports Zone Radio. Um, there is somebody else that. Like I, I want to say that I saw that might end up being in play for Maryland tomorrow out of nowhere. I'm trying to remember. Concordia's Ernest Willer is uh, all the rumors. Mm. Are there nothing is confirmed yet? But all the rumors are Wisconsin, mm. which was, but but I know like everything was in play. Like Maryland was on the board, but wow. a lot of some SEC schools as well. So well, that doesn't help at all. Thanks, no, it, thanks for nothing. I wasn't sure yeah. if that's what you were thinking of. No, that's figure, not who I was. It was somebody. Out. It was somebody like a, a major national, like one of the top tackles in the country. I want to mm. say. That had been committed somewhere, and then I randomly saw this week 
that like maybe they it wasn't as firm of a commitment as you thought it was and it's possible that Maryland could end up being back in play and they, I, 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 it's just not my world. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm just not a recruiting guy. It's not my thing. So I apologize. I'm really offering nothing to the discourse because I don't even know what I'm talking about. So oh, cool, David Watkins. Nothing. What? That was back in September. But that's the, he played for uh, St. Mary's, I think. Or I don't know what you're saying. I don't. Davon Watkins. But what about? Li- he's him. a lineman. And he committed to Maryland. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Swell. Yeah. Is he good? Uh, yeah, I think they so. They can use that. It's pretty, pretty good for St. Mary's. There's a lot more. Well, that's not. That's a qualification. They won the championship last year. I understand, but like for Maryland, they need not pretty good for St. Mary's. They need like extraordinarily good. They need uh, a lot more of wow. that moving forward. You're gonna be. You're gonna feel dumb when Davon Watkins. Maybe he will. I don't like, know. It's not like on MJ me. Morris throw for I don't 5, know. Next I year. don't know anything about it. You didn't sell it well. You said he's pretty good for St. Mary. Okay, one time I was going to uh, Elkton because I was trying to track down the Abita Pecan Pie Soda, and I found out there was a liquor store that had it up in Elkton. And so I looked on the internet to say, hey, is there anything else to do in Elkton? I've never really spent a lot of time. Now, of course, I've been to Fair Hill. I've been to uh, the Maryland Five Star. It's a lovely place. But at the time, I hadn't been. So I look up what else is there to do in Elkton. And like the first thing that comes up is like, a, I don't know, a putt-putt or a batting cage or something like that. And like the first review is not bad for Elkton. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's not really selling. Yeah, but it. if you're going to Elkton. That's not, I understand, yeah, that's but it's not a great sales pitch for spending time. And what you just did there, I would say, is similar, right? Like you, you just needed to, to give a bit more in your sales pitch for how talented this young man is. Today's show also, actually not brought to you by, but a reminder, Stan the Fan, Charles, uh, Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson, they got together yesterday, as they do every Monday, to talk baseball. You can check it out, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline, or pressboxonline.com slash video. Um, it's been a little while since the last time we caught up with our next guest. And since the last time we caught up, all she's done is become, you know, one of the biggest stars on the face of the planet. Uh, really exciting that she's coming back home tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, over at Coppin State. The Eagles will host the LSU Tigers and Baltimore's own Angel Reese, who's back with us now here on GCR. Angel, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's so great to catch up with you again. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Hi. Hi, good morning. How are you guys? I am great. I hope you're doing well as well. I uh, happy first of all, happy holidays. I know it's a busy time. Um you, you know, you play you. you've played in Baltimore before, obviously, right? Like you got when you were at Maryland, you got to come back and play at Coppin. But coming yeah. back now after everything you've accomplished and like sort of reaching the mountaintop and now knowing kind of how important you are to young people in our city, does does it mean something a little bit different coming back home this time? Yeah, it means a lot. I mean, of course, all of the I've accomplished um, over the past year has been amazing. And just being able to do everything that I've done has been an honest blessing. But I wouldn't be who I am without Baltimore. And they support me so much and have been my rock through everything. So being able to come back was important, especially as a senior. And being able to go through all my college years and actually come home and play in front of everyone is going to be great. So I'm super excited for tomorrow. Have you, like, talked to you? Is there anything that you guys are going to be able to do as a team? Is there anything about Baltimore? more that you've wanted to show your teammates and you're going to have the opportunity to do it while you're home um we're going to probably go to my court that um that's cool that I was, yeah yeah i was named earlier in the summer so we'll probably go there and then 
my brother plays tonight, so possibly I'll be able to go to his game tonight as well. So just doing as much as I can while I'm home. That's awesome. That is that is really cool that it works out that way. What about like food wise? Is there somewhere that you've tried to like coordinate getting taken care of, like catering for the game tomorrow? Um, no, we work. Everybody's just gonna do their own thing. Everybody likes different things. Okay. Um, everybody's gonna get different crab cakes and try to try different things. So, I told them and recommended them some great places. So. I was gonna say you got it. You have to sort of be like the tour guide for this, though, right? Don't yeah, you? Yeah, like, I was the tour guide last night. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's got to be the role. Well, that's awesome. I'm uh, I'm so happy that you're able to do it. Can you, you know, Angel, as you have moved on in your basketball career, how do you carry? But I I think we see it. I think we know the answer just from watching you play. But to you, how do you feel like you carry Baltimore with you every time you're on the floor? Um, trash talking. I mean, everybody <laughs> knows that's what Baltimore does, and everybody from Baltimore does that. Um, I think it makes you who you are. It makes you tough. I remember my freshman year at St. Francis and going into playing at the Dome and having a trash talk, and everybody was trash talking to me. I was like, yeah, I got to get this in me and understanding what it means, and you can't back down to anyone. So – just trying to do that as much as I can, and I think that has what has brought me to be who I am, and I've always been able to represent that as myself. So we have to get the important question. We had Juju on last, I want to say, like, February, and uh-huh. we asked him then, like, you know, who's when you guys were growing up, who was the better trash talker between, like, who, you know, like, what did that look like when you were growing up? And he said, quote, she got that spice from me unquote he claims that you get your trash talking from him (laughs) no he doesn't even trash talk like that if you look at him on the court he doesn't i think he's added it to his a little bit to his game but like he's like my mom my mom is like more quiet and like not as rowdy and stuff so me i like the trash talk but he's definitely added it like if any if you ask anybody who has like that dog in them it's it's me all right, who is the one, like, who's the player that you most enjoyed jawing with in your life? Whether it was a teammate, whether it was, like, I remember, I remember talking to I'm Diamond happy. Miller. She said that, like, you guys in practice would get after it a little bit. Who's the one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Me and Diamond would go after in practice. Um, I think it's much more fun when I do it in practice because, like, when you take that and instill it in your teammates and have that, chemistry with them practice it kind of builds to the game and then you see some of your teammates that never trash talk before going into games and ready to trash talk so it's so much fun i mean that's cool being able to see that at maryland my experience at maryland was great and then taking it to lsu my teammates at lsu as you guys know they're they trash talk too <laughs> and have fun so i think it's it's just fun in an environment and bringing that to women's sports and understand that it's okay to trash talk because it's been great what about is there ever a burden do you ever like get to a game and like a play you know that the player that you're going up against has like hyped themselves up for like a week like i'm going up against angel i better be ready and you're just like maybe not in the mood that night you're just like i don't even really feel like um, i think honestly at this point everybody's coming after me and everybody wants to <laughs> play their best against me and like of course try talk and try to show me up even when i'm not even saying anything to them so i think that's just what i'm what i'm bringing out but i'm glad i'm able to bring that out of, of other women in sports and being able to expand that she is, of course, Angel Reese. Tomorrow night, LSU at Coppin State, 6 o'clock at the Physical Education Complex. Angel, you know, you what you talk about, like, what you've done, like, do you have a sense for that? Like, how significant your personality has been for women's basketball and, like, the unbelievable excitement that was created all offseason going into this year 
Um, what what is that meant to you? Like, not to say that you've you know in any way like it, obviously the sport is the sport, but like the way that it's risen because of your personality. Yeah, I mean, I understand my impact. I mean, my impact has been amazing, and being able to have a voice in sports has just been something that I've always admired, and being able to be on top of, um, just being able to know this is a blessing, and everybody's always watching, and me being able to speak my mind and being able to say things that me, many people don't say. I think that's why people love me because I, I speak on things and say things that may, maybe other people don't have the platform to say or are scared to say. So I think I give a lot of confidence to not just young women, but people in general. That's awesome. Angel Reese. Um, all right. So you recently opened up that you were dealing with some mental health stuff and needed a little bit of a break. I, I wonder is that something that you've always known that you had to talk about, that you always, like, it's always been a part of your life? Was it difficult to, to open up about that, talk about that, and share that a little bit? Um, no, I think it, it hasn't been difficult being able to be in a position where I am and having a voice that I do have. I think that is important in being able to know that people understand what I say is, is really valued. Um, so being able to understand how important that is and being able to take some time to yourself has always just been something that has been important to me. And, them seeing me do it, I think that gives them confidence and understand that it's okay to have those moments where you can step back and reflect and reset and things. Is there is there advice you can you know this is a difficult time of year for a lot of people, right? Like it's a really it is a stressful time. Is there advice you can offer anybody about like, hey, you know, if, if you feel like you're going through something, is, is is there something that you notice that like, hey, it's important to do this, whatever it is? Um, honestly just being able to put yourself first in a position where yeah, you have to play basketball and you do academics as well, but you have to put yourself first and your your mental space is more important than anything else. So just being able to be strong, um, writing things down, having a journal, but having also supportive people around you has just been something that, that I've loved and leaned on. Um, you you talked about your relationship with Shaquille O'Neal, which I think is like the coolest thing in the world. Like I can't even imagine... Yeah you know, having that guy to, to lean on. Can you explain to everybody how that came about and what's what's it been like to be able to reach out to, you know, like one of the most amazing figures in, in modern sports history when it comes to going through things? Yeah, I mean, just being able to, of course, have one of the best players ever to play the, the game in my corner through everything. I mean, understand that he loves me beyond me being a part of Reebok. He has always built a relationship with me before even signing to Reebok. So, Having somebody that has been through the things that I've been through, he shares his stories with him and Kobe and his experience in the finals. And we talk every day. Um, wow. He tells me he loves me and he, he wants the best for me. And even if I was to never touch a basketball again, I'll always have a job and I'll always have somebody that will be in my corner. So understanding that somebody genuinely cares about me in the world beyond basketball and understanding what it takes and just having somebody like that has always really been great for me, and I just love, I love that. I just talked to him yesterday. <laughs> How cool is that? Like, yeah. That's just the coolest thing. We got to get a, what's it, the, the big chicken shack? We got to get one of those in Baltimore somehow. Like, I we, know. We're trying to get one. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to try to get one. He's we got to. So. That's awesome. He'll, he'll make it happen. Whatever well, I need, he'll make it that's happen. That's so cool, Angel. What about, so, um, you know, this is Baltimore. Like, have you, like, have you connected at all with, like, uh, Patrick Queen or Odell Beckham or any of the LSU folks that are back this way? No, I actually haven't. I was supposed to tell I forgot yesterday when I was coming past the stadium, I was supposed to tell Odell that we had a game because he told me when we're gonna be in town. So 
Maybe I'll text him to see um, if I can get him on, get him to the game gotta, tomorrow. I don't know if I don't know what their schedule looks like for tomorrow, but a couple of the players that um, a few of us do know to see if they can get to the game tomorrow. No joke. I've had a couple of players. We were we were out doing an event last week, and a couple of the guys were like, "Wait, that's next week. I gotta be there. Like, I have to be there for that." Yeah, I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text a couple of them to see if they can pull up to the game tomorrow. I know it's sold out, but. I'm sure they'll make a way for them to get in. Oh, it's going to be a special night for sure. Hey, I, I, I know we can only keep you for another minute or two, but I, I, I'm really fascinated. I had not known the story about when you were a kid, you had sent like a message to Angel McCautry at some point that she never yeah. responded to and like admitted that she just never saw it. Um, can you tell me yeah, about we, what, what Angel meant to you and, and that whole, that like how that relationship came about? I mean, of course, I mean, I kind of understand it now when you're getting thousands and millions of messages um, and you never know that that little girl that may have messaged you with maybe what, a thousand followers. And, but being able to understand that now as the, the status that I'm at, and it, it's no hard feelings, of course, to her. But of course, me and her have the same name and being able to help carry that name through St. Francis and everything that she's done. I've always looked at her banners in the gym and always told my coaches, Coach Shelton, that was her coach, that I wanted to one day be in, in her shoes and being able to do things she's done. So she's always been an inspiration to me and being able to be supportive to me and also like a coach in my corner if I ever needed anything. That's awesome. That's such a cool, like the way that that's worked out, like two angels from St. Francis. Like it's unbelievable yes. what you guys have done. Yes. Uh, similarly, like have, have you thought at all? I know like next summer it's probably going to be hard because they're already in the cycle, but like is the Olympics something that you think about? Is that something that's a big deal for you? you down the road i mean yeah of course i played in usa basketball this past year um with our u23 team and we did pretty well so it was a fun experience for me of course i want to be an olympian and be in a hall of famer and do everything that she's done so having those kinds of conversations but of course taking one step at a time i'm still in college trying to graduate college and then taking the next steps when, when i'm ready for it i i appreciate that i understand all of it and then i i can't let you go I, you know, I think the entire country embraced the like bird magic thing that you guys had with Caitlin Clark. Do you find yourself saying like, God, we got to play them again in the tournament this year? It's got to like, it's good for the sport. The best thing that could happen for the sport is that it works out that way, right? I mean, yeah, that would be a, a great and amazing. I mean, me and Caitlin are, have been competing against each other for a long time now. We, of course, we're the same class, so I've always played against her, and she's an amazing player, generation of talent, and being able to see her wherever she goes, the next level. Hopefully one day we can become teammates and playing with each other, Yo, which would be amazing. I mean, that, but, come on. That would be a I mean, cheat just, code. <laughs> like, that would be crazy, right? That yeah, would be I like know, playing but, NBA Jam as a kid <laughs> with Jordan and Pippen. Like, how are you going to beat that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but knowing that we've grown women's basketball has been the most important thing and understanding our impact has been crazy but I know we had 9.9 million people watching our championship game last year and if we play again I'm sure there'll be more so I'm just excited for that. Uh, it was one of the most exciting things that's happened in all of sports yeah. all year. Um, <laughs> uh, Angel Reese so happy for you I, I can't say this enough you've always been really kind with your time and I'm just thrilled for everything that you've accomplished we didn't get a chance to chat after the championship it was and, and to see the way that you represented our city uh, nationally, I, I, I hope you know, and I know you felt it when you came home last summer, but I hope you know how much it meant to all of us um, to see what you've done to, to let people know about basketball in Baltimore. So happy that you're getting to come back and play tomorrow night here. Thank you, as always. Is there anything we can plug for you? I, I know you're a very busy person. you got a lot going on. Is there anything that we can plug for you besides the game? 
No, I don't have anything going on. Just being able to support, being able to be here is, is great. And it, it'll be fun tomorrow night. I know it's sold out. So just being able to have you guys there and it'll be great. Awesome. Angel, thank you so much for spending a couple of minutes with us this morning. Happy holidays to you and your whole family. All right. Thank you. Same to you. Angel Reese uh, from LSU, of course, Baltimore native, St. Francis alum. Appreciate her taking the time for us this morning. And, um, I mean, if you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, you might be able to get in tomorrow night. The game will be on ESPN+. Plus. You'll be able to watch it there uh, for those of you that can't get in, but it's going to be electric. It's going to be raucous at the uh, physical education complex tomorrow night as uh, Angel Reese and LSU are back in Baltimore. Appreciate her. T- Could you imagine just, like, texting Shaq on a day-to-day basis? Like, that's just your life. Oh, shoot. I got to text Odell. Remind right. him, remind, right. remind him about that, my game. How funny is that? <laughs> She's like, ah, I forgot to text Odell. Like, that's just the, that's just the life yeah. you live. Yeah. Like, and I get that's, it. Like, she's that level of superstar now. Like, she, I mean, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Like, she's, she's a, 10 million people watching her games. Like, you know, yeah. she's a mega star. Um, awesome. Awesome to see. Uh, appreciate her taking the time. And um, I think they were number seven right now in the country. I know they got off to a little bit of a shaky start. And then, of course, she was sidelined. Um, she took the mental health time for a couple weeks. But, you know, I'm not going to doubt her or LSU's yeah, ability. The team is yeah, right back there. Yeah, they're loaded. <laughs> they're loaded. It's not just Angel, right? Like, they are loaded. So. I'm not going to doubt their ability to be right back there. What did Caitlin Clark do this weekend? They played like a game in Minneapolis, and she did. Oh God, it, it's you. You can't even remember. This is right. this is how good Caitlin Clark is. When she does something, you're just sort of like, sure. How do I? How is that any different than any of the um, millions of other things that she's done? She. Oh, she was named Big Ten Player of the Week. Sure. Pretty good. Uh, 38 points. 30, oh, it wasn't Minnesota. It was in Des Moines. That's where they played the game. It was a neutral site game. They played it in Des Moines because I guess that's where right. she's from originally, and so she wanted to play a game there. Uh, 38 points. Sure. Sure. Why not? Why not? And I think there was one that was just absolutely launched. I mean, it was a Steph Curry type, of, but that's what Caitlin Clark does. She's very much worth the price of admission. They're playing at Maryland this year, right? Yes, they are. I believe February something. I'm, I'm trying to go to that one when uh when Iowa comes. I really comes wanted to, to go to both, park. but of yeah. course, like a like jerks 105.7 scheduled me for tomorrow night. Unbelievable. Well, I'm still it, I'm still considering sending the hot text over to Coppin. Where like, could you let me come in for like 20 minutes? Yeah, and then I'm just gonna have to check out because I'm the show to tomorrow doesn't start until seven. So I'm thinking that maybe I duck in for like a couple of minutes and then go over. But we got a lot, you know, tomorrow we're doing. Tomorrow morning I got to be down at Helping Up Mission. Then we got this pesky show that I keep being told I have to be here for. And then, Well, you I know. guess you don't have to. We've, we, fa- I don't, we found ways around that. So Yeah, we did. And you it was like, like driving we, around. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> so, well, I mean, the truth is I just have stuff I got to do. <laughs> it's like trying to do this basketball doubleheader on Friday that I want to do. Like I really want to do it, and then I'm like, yeah. and then I like I remember that Stan and I have to do picks for press mm. box at some point this week, yeah. and I can't really do it on a Thursday because I'll probably be asleep on that couch on Thursday afternoon. So we'll probably have to bump that to Friday morning because we're taking the day off, and um, then I got to remember who I forgot to buy presents for. 
Forgot my brother-in-law until last night. Had to pay $20 shipping to get it here in time. It's worth it. Um, I don't know if your gift's getting here in time. It's not. Don't you got nothing, me nothing significant. Don't go. Don't think that you have to race out and get me something. It's nothing. It's just a little thing. All right, right, no, 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 no. I'll find something. No, no, no. It's the last thing I need is gifts. <laughs> Trust me. Like I don't need more gifts. Um, oh, I'm, I'm touched. Thanks. It's, I, I just. But I'm telling you, I don't know if it's gonna. That's make, fine. If it doesn't come until June, I, I ordered it over the weekend. Be a birthday present. I ordered it over the weekend, <laughs> and they. They they made it seem like it was like th- th- these internet sites they're deceptive they'll say something like uh, arriving by December twenty first and then you'll like look again and then it'll say the window will be like December twenty first to January sixth mm. <laughs> and I'll say that's pretty that's... big window guys <laughs> <laughs> couldn't maybe narrow it down a little bit from there then I also do the bit where like I don't open so. I've been getting packages, like the, the gifts that I got, I got for my wife and I got for the kids to give my wife. I They're all in boxes because I don't want to open them because right. then she'll know what they are, right? Then the problem becomes when I open the boxes and find out like they're the wrong yeah, things. Right. And I right. didn't... I, they've been sitting... Well, if I had just dealt with it in December <laughs> and established like a neutral zone with my wife, like, hey, this part... You can't look at this part of the house. Because that's where I'm keeping your gifts. Well, it's not too late, is it? If they're not right, they're not. We're not getting them. I'm not getting no, the no. right thing in time for yeah, Christmas. Okay. Like that's it's fair. gonna be one that's of those. Fair. Hey, yeah, this yeah. got screwed up. Sorry. That's happened before. There was something that I ordered. It was okay. We had a song when we were dating, and they do like one of those. Like we'll put the lyrics of the song over top of a picture of you guys and create like a a nice thing to hang on the wall. Beautiful. Yeah, it was sort of saccharine sweet. Until I opened, like the, on Christmas Eve, when I went to open the box, it's like the wrong lyrics. The, the picture was like, oh, all, yeah. th- this also happened yesterday. I, I went, I had people that reached out, like, hey, are you going to have pictures of Michael Pierce that he could sign? And I was like, well, I haven't thought about that, but that's something that uh, Chris Rowling does from Great Eights Memorabilia, and we do uh, shows. By the way, Ty Spouser show tonight, Ooh. Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. Come join us. Uh, Should be a good one. I'm just trying to make sure that we don't. Nope, still waiting on an answer. Okay. Still waiting. I will let you know as but soon Tyus as I know. Tyus will be there. Tyus will definitely be yeah. there. Scheduled to have a special guest with him. We'll be at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill, Harford Road. I'll be looking very festive, which apparently is weird. <laughs> but he's very taken aback by how even, festive I am. It's not even December 20th yet. It's, it's too the, soon. It's the week of Christmas, man. Um, come join us. Tyus Bowser Show, a partnership of Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. It's brought to you by Superbook, HelpMyGamblingProblem.org, and AJ Michaels. Um, but Chris always thinks to bring pictures out and somebody reached out I'm like ah, I don't know so I I was like alright I'll figure out what I can do and so I sent a thing over to Walgreens and I said hey could you print out 20 8x10s and then a handful of 4x6s and I show up at Walgreens and the 4x6s look great right and then they show me the 8x10s and like they're they're oh. zoomed in to the point they're like so pixelated that you can't and like the girl's just like, well, that's what the picture looks like. And I pick up the four by eight and I say, it's the same picture. What do you mean that's what the picture looks like? You, th- this and that, that's the same picture. So you got thrown out of Walgreens, or I just said I'm not gonna buy them. <laughs> I hadn't, I hadn't prepaid. You pay yeah, when yeah. you get there. I was like, I, I'm not purchasing these. And like it was that awkward for like three seconds. She's like, I don't care. <laughs> 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 like I'm ready for there to be a. Yeah. She's like, I will throw them away. <laughs> and you realize you're talking to like, a, to a. This is not. This is not Sally probably. Walgreen. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is just someone who. 
I don't give a rat's ass what you do with your life. <laughs> you can just take them anyway. I don't know. They're the four by sixes. So. I appreciated that. We had four by sixes for uh, everybody to get signed by Michael Pierce. But yeah, the, the eight by tens did not look good. Uh, and yes, that was sort of what happened on this thing that I had done for my wife a couple years ago where the picture just did not look good at all. And so I had to go back to the drawing board on that one. I had to say, I, I, I wrapped it anyway, and I had to say, look, I already reordered it. And I'm having another one sent. I just want you to know I didn't forget about getting you a gift. Like, I did get you a gift. It just uh, it didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to turn out. And if that occurs, I'm going to find out about it on likely Sunday because I, I'm going to say to myself deal with this on Friday but then I'm going to go do the basketball doubleheader and I'm going to forget all about it and I'm not going to deal with it I know myself it's like offering so apparently we have so much dessert left over from Thanksgiving my wife and I are responsible for bringing dessert to our Christmas gathering which isn't until Tuesday for the family and I got a text that said there's so much dessert left over you really don't need to do anything so I was like well I can do something else what if I did the bacon wrapped jalapenos everybody enjoys those then I realized I bit off more than I can chew. Next Tuesday, we're doing a show. Like, we're coming to work next Tuesday. Yeah. I'm not going to want to leave here and go home and make bacon-wrapped jalapenos for four hours and then turn around and go to the Christmas gathering. I do this all the time. I bite off way more than I can chew. And I can chew a lot of bacon-wrapped jalapenos. I, I, appro- I assure you that I could do a... Man, can't I, make them... Yeah, I guess... I would, oh, for Thursday? Not a chance. Not a chance. No, nah, not Thursday. But, like, you couldn't make them the day before? Sunday? It's football day. I want to watch football. No, 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 no. Wait, when's your oh, Christmas Monday? gathering? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be doing I get, I got to go with her family on Christmas. Okay, okay. We do Christmas proper with her mom. All right, all right. It's well, another, maybe another just one make of those later days. later in the week, and you and I'm I can. I'm expected to just, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can enjoy them, yeah. Sure. I, I mean, I love doing bacon-wrapped jalapeno. One year, I forgot to wear gloves. <laughs> do not forget to wear gloves. For a week, a week, my hands fell. On, uh, when I got together with my family that night, I spent half the night in the bathroom underneath cold water. <laughs> I probably screwed it up worse. Like, probably somebody would tell me, that was the worst thing you could do. You needed to dunk your hands in milk, milk or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> pee on your hands. Like, having to grab a towel in order to pee. Like, it was bad. It was bad. Bad, Jack. All right. Uh, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. Patrick Stevens is about to join us. I guess we can't take a break because I just blew through it. That's all right. That's all right. We'll get to him. Thanks again to Angel Reese. Today's show also brought to you by, oh, speaking of Angel Reese, she is quite heavily featured in this best of issue of Pressbox, which is available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox, you can read it all, pressboxonline.com. Go pick it up today. We celebrate the MoGabba Sports Person of the Year, Brandon Hyde, the team of the year, the Baltimore Orioles and um, the top people, performances, and moments of 2023 in that print issue of PressBox. You can also read it all at PressBoxOnline.com slash best of. Every Tuesday, we talk college sports with our guy, Mr. Patrick Stevens, at Discourse, D1S Course on Twitter is how you follow him, and he's with us again here on GCR. Patrick, good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm well, Glenn. How are you doing? Today? I'm all right. A uh, fun little week, I think, on the local front. I'm I'm trying to eye if I could pull off a doubleheader on Friday with my kids. But uh, Madison playing at Morgan, Nickel still in around to play at uh, at Towson on Friday. Kind of a neat little week. Yeah, you certainly can do those, and you've also got uh, Loyola playing a noon tip uh, against St. Mary's College, the D3 school. 
Uh, so you got some options in the Baltimore area if you want some I'm, holiday hoops there Friday afternoon. I I I, I thought that was going to be the plan, but like Madison's really good, man. <laughs> like they are really good. I, I feel like getting the opportunity to check out Madison locally is like kind of a. I I don't know how many times they're going to be ranked teams coming to play at Morgan State over the years. Probably probably not a very frequent occurrence. Yeah. So right. uh, you, you you have you have certainly uh, you've certainly figured out what my plans are. Is that are you doing Morgan and Towson? I'm I I am yeah. Excellent, excellent. Well, uh, tonight uh, Maryland take what a weird uh, like I was taking, chatting about this with their buddy Brian Powell. I, I figure Nichols the only regulation win they have over a D1 team all season is LSU. Like LSU, yeah. How, how do you explain what Nichols is in the first year under Tavon Sadler? Well, it's a largely new team because the old team followed the old coach. Uh, uh, actually, I'm getting that kind of confused. Um, but the, it's it's a team that um, you know they're they're kind of trying to figure things out with a new coach and uh, not a not a great uh, not great at either end of the floor. But they yeah. weren't they're not that dissimilar to what they were previously. So the Southland Conference is one of those leagues. Um, that really gets rated year after year uh, for for its talent uh, with 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 the with the portal and what have you. So, it, in a lot of ways, most of the teams are, are like they have first year coaches. And in fact, I think half of that league does have first year coach this year, including um, Will Wade at McNeese State. So, uh, Nichols, uh, you kind of look at the rest of their results besides that LSU game. Uh, you know, they had a six point loss to Denver on a neutral floor, but there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, you know going and taking a check, getting a check, and yeah. uh, not getting not getting much for your trouble, like going to Mississippi State and Baylor. So uh, this at least is a, is an opportunity for them to not have to have too crazy a schedule, uh, staying in the area for a couple days playing Maryland and Towson in a four days. And I know it's cool for Tavon Sadler, and also there's a couple of uh, St. Francis kids on that roster, so it'll be neat for them. As far as Maryland's concerned, obviously they finally knocked down some shots last week against Alcorn State, and I guess the question is, I, can we say that's a positive just because they, they weren't even making their open shots earlier in the year, and so even if they were playing a lesser opponent, it's it's just encouraging to see them make shots against, frankly, anybody at this point? It's... You know, they did that against Ryder, too, and then they didn't make shots against the Big Ten. Yeah. So... So I think everything is sort of wait and see. But if, if you're Maryland, I think the the guys that you're looking for there to see can they can they make shots consistently are Harris Smith and Kaiser. Uh, and Harris Smith was three of four from three. Kaiser was three of seven from three. Uh, and Maryland is now, I believe, three fifty seventh out of three hundred and sixty two teams. Ooh, moving uh, up in the world. Percentage. <laughs> moving up and m- moving up in the world. So. Uh, that 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 constitutes progress, uh, but at the same time, you know, I think it's very much wait and see, uh, and and you know, for for their purposes, it's good that they did not that they did they were not remotely threatened in that game, um, just kind of handled their business. I I wasn't actually at that one. I was at a I was at the thrilling Georgetown Coppin State game that same night. Uh, but for Maryland, when you looked at it, like they had that thing pretty much in hand. You know, by by ten minutes in, essentially. So, uh, and I think your measure of success for tonight is going to be something pretty similar. Can you figure out a way? And maybe maybe it'll take a little bit longer uh, to be in complete char- in complete control. 
but but your aim tonight is to get through get through without being threatened and without getting anybody hurt because uh, there aren't too many more layups after tonight. So obviously the the Friday night thing is looming out at UCLA, and we of course remember what happened when those teams got together last year, and that was a Maryland team that was actually playing good basketball at that point last year, and then they got shellacked at home. Um, UCLA has played a daunting schedule. And they have taken their lumps. What what do we know about UCLA? I, I assume we still think they're a pretty good team, despite the fact that they've suffered a couple of losses here. Well, they they, they look a little bit more like your standard issue traditional Cincinnati Mick Cronin team, as opposed to the monster that they were the the, the last couple years uh, at the offensive end. I mean, this is a team that's going to lock down on defense. They don't have a guy like a Haquez right. um, or somebody like that that's just going to completely take your breath away. But they still have some dudes. I mean, Adam Bone is still an exceptional player. You know, they've got enough guys there that they can create problems. You know, they they were in it against Villanova up until the last four minutes. You know, they they played Gonzaga to a four point game uh, out in Maui in that uh, in that uh, consolation bracket. So. You know, their losses are not what you would sit there and go, oh, my gosh, th- this is terrible. They lost by two to Marquette, by four to Gonzaga, by nine at Villanova, by seven to Ohio State. So what we know about them is that they're probably not quite like a top 30 team. Uh, and none of their wins actually tell us a whole lot either. I mean, none of those teams, St. Francis, Lafayette, LIU, Chaminade, UC Riverside. Uh, if anything, the most revealing of the whole bunch might be only beating Riverside by a point at home. So this is not as good a UCLA team, but they will be at home. Um, Maryland has to travel to the West Coast, uh, something to get used to here uh, in the coming years. Uh, but, but I would say that this is a game that UCLA probably should win. Um, it's probably going to be a game that we look up and see the final score be something like 65-59 or something like that. So, uh, Patrick Stevens with us here on GCR. You mentioned 65-59. A couple weeks ago, that's what we thought uh, all of the Towson games were going to be moving forward. Mm-hmm. And then, as you pointed out, in those big wins they got, they scored some more points. And then, uh, I know they took a, an L. Do we just assume at this point that, that they're, they're not going to be playing that previous style of basketball moving forward? It's just going to be much more up-tempo moving well, it's going to be at least somewhat more up-tempo because it, it almost can't be much sl- any slower than what it was previously. They are, they are still the slowest-paced team in America at this point. Wow. Um, wow. Even, even with those last three games, and, and in fact, the, the, the two games where they put up 80 and 1, those were still games that had possessions in the, in the mid to high 60s. Um, the double overtime game against Bryant uh, was in the mid-90s. Uh, and Bryant certainly had something to do with that. So we did get to see the debut of Nenda Tark as a Towson Tiger. Go ahead and thank uh, the NCAA's uh, opening, or the I should say the the decision against the NCAA, the court ruling against the NCAA. Which, yeah. by the way, if the NCAA can't it can't establish rules about eligibility, mm. then what really is the point of the NCAA? I, I, I'm glad you asked that question because it was a thought that I had as well. I mean that that kind of basically it, it kind of basically was the, the a, a judge saying well what's the point of you and I, I'm I think that there are uh, there are issues that are going to reverberate that from that from years to come but in any case Towson does get Nichols State and they'll be rested too it'll be their first game since Saturday and Nichols will have obviously played at Maryland tonight. Uh, so that's an opportunity for Towson to get back to 500. They'll finish non-conference with a non-D1 on uh, December 30th. 
Uh, and so I think the next two games for Towson are about sort of further integrating Nenda Tark into the system. He didn't play a ton the other night uh, against Bryant, but he played some. He played, I think, what, 16 minutes or so, had three points. I mean, you know, he, he kind of put up the sort of stat line you would expect from somebody who hadn't played a competitive game all season. So, uh, but I do think that that is a big, big asset for them moving forward, simply to have somebody that can handle a ball, somebody extra. And now they've got a couple more games to kind of integrate him before things really start to count for good uh, when they get into CAA play. On the national front, obviously quite the statement from Purdue in their win over Arizona. And not only that, I staying in the Big Ten, I remember we were talking just last week about, hey, maybe we start wondering about Michigan State. Well, they bounce back pretty nicely. Yeah, I mean, Purdue – uh, you know, you take away from that Purdue-Arizona game that both of those teams can play offense, right? Yeah. Like, that that's one of the big things there. And, and I think the thing you definitely take away for Purdue, the question coming out of last year was, well, how exactly, how good are those guards going to be? Well, Braden Smith had 26 and Fletcher Lawyer had 27 against one of the best teams in the country. So uh, a very good sign for Purdue on that front. Uh, I wouldn't be too disappointed in, uh, in in Arizona, you know, 29 points from from uh, from Caleb Love in that game. Uh, they're going out. You know, they, they had to travel to Indianapolis to play it. Uh, maybe uh, maybe would have liked it to have been down to the absolute wire. But overall, like you know, Arizona wasn't going to run the table. Uh, can't be too upset if you're if you're Arizona about going out and having a decent showing. And as for Michigan State, yeah, you go out and you. You, you've, you've slogged along and, and you haven't played terribly well, and then you just blast Baylor by 24 in Detroit. So at the very least, that give, gives Michigan State something on its non-conference resume that it absolutely didn't have to that point. Uh, and so, you know, you look at the state of the Big Ten, I mean, I remain unconvinced that there's that many really good teams yeah. in the conference. I think, I think Wisconsin's decent. I think Illinois is decent, and Purdue's obviously really good. Um, but I'm not completely sold on anybody else at this stage. So, you know, if you told me that Michigan State, despite that 0-2 start in the league, ends up 13-7 and or 14-6, and it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. There's certainly plenty of time for that team to get things together. And now that we've seen kind of a peak, right. or at least a, a, you know, a, a better version of them, it's, not, it's, it's a little easier to imagine them being able to overcome that, that, that shaky start. Anything else on either the local or national front that we didn't mention that we should talk about? No, I, I, I don't think there's too much. Uh, I'll, I'll point out that uh, you know I made a little field trip out to oh it's out Saint to Francis, Central right? Pennsylvania, yeah. yeah. So and Mount St. Mary's had just a weird, weird game. They were up forty to fifteen um, at halftime. Uh, they they'd held St. Francis to four of twenty-seven shooting, uh, and then in the second half. St. Francis scores 50 points and gets the deficit down to six before Mount St. Mary's is able to escape with a 72-65 win. That's back-to-back road wins for Mount St. Mary's. They're at Georgia tomorrow night in what I think could be kind of an interesting game uh, for them. Uh, but, you know, they've now won three out of four, playing better than they did uh, early on in the year. And I, I'm increasingly of the thought that the Metro Atlantic is not a league where there's an absolutely clear-cut great team out there. There's okay. a couple decent teams. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, I think there's a shot that Mount St. Mary's can, can be a factor in that league. It's obviously a ways off, uh, but that would certainly be a, an interesting team to keep an eye on. 
uh, once conference play begins on Jan 5, or restarts, I should say, on Jan 5. All right, so it's time for us to play our game, and I've got something fun for you today, sir. Okay. So, you know, I've been throwing in managers the last couple of weeks just because it worked out so well and, and you did so well with it. And I happen mm-hmm. to notice there's someone that would have qualified for our initial list that also qualifies as a manager. So I'm okay. thinking we do both. Dusty okay. Baker played for four teams and Dusty was a Baker two-time All-Star. For four, te- four teams and okay. played five years past 1980. Okay. And obviously managed five teams. One team is on both lists. Would you be willing okay. to take a crack at both lists? Let's let's do the du- let's do the double dusty here. All right. Okay. So Dusty Baker was an Atlanta Brave. Mm, he certainly was. And he was an LA Dodger. He certainly was. He was a Oakland Athletic at he the very two end. Two years at the end right. of his career with the Athletics. Um, and so let me go and what was his, uh, was his other team, the, the Giants? It certainly was, which is the double, because obviously that's where he began his managerial career. So he would be for the Giants 1993 to 2002. Yep. And then this it's is off ridi- to the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. Cubs from 03 to 06. What the hell? Yes. Are we looking at Cincinnati from 07 to 10? It was 08. 08, and actually he was there until 13, but still, my God. Yes. And then it's off to Washington for 2016 and 17. Yep. And then Houston 2020 to 2023. That was art, what just occurred here. That was art, what just happened. That is um that is splendid. I I almost don't even want to do anything else. I just sort of want to leave. You you want to try the four teams for Ray Durham for fun? Four teams for Ray Durham, yeah. huh? Yeah. Well, he was definitely he was definitely a White Sox and definitely a Giant. Those right? were the two that I knocked that. out immediately as well. The other two, one was a trade deadline thing in 02, the other was a trade deadline thing in 08. Two trade deadline things, huh, yeah. for Ray Durham. Yeah. Um uh, but, but, but let's let's toss out. Uh, was he a brave? Not a brave, no. Not a brave. And how about uh, how about a Red Sox? No. So ironically, I remembered them both afterwards, but I I wouldn't have gotten. It was the Athletics in '02, and the Brewers in '08 were the okay. two trade deadline acquisitions. I totally do not remember. I mean, I, I vague. I can vaguely recall Ray Durham as an A. Yeah, but the Brewers, the Brewers thing, no, no way. I uh, I was still playing uh, MLB video games at that point in my life, and I loved Ray Durham. It's a weird thing. I, I he was a, a cheat code in some of these games for whatever reason. That's a hell of a player. All right. Um, you said Friday. What else is on the docket for you this week, sir? Uh, we'll be at Maryland tonight to see them play Nickel State, and then uh, GW in Alcorn State Thursday afternoon, and then uh, trip up to Mount St. Mary's to close out the pre-Christmas slate. Uh, they play LIU and Rod Strickland's team, nice. uh, head coach, head coach of the Sharks. Uh, they come back, a former NEC school, making paying a visit to the Mount on Saturday afternoon. Former Washington Bullet Rod Strickland coming back to town. All right, uh, at Discourse D1 S Course is how you follow him. 
Washington Post to see his stuff. Patrick Stevens, Merry Christmas, my friend. Uh, we will talk to you again next week. Thank you, as always, taking the time for us. Awesome, Glenn, and Merry Christmas to you as well. Patrick Stevens with us as he is every Tuesday here on GCR. We'll grab a break. When we come back in, we'll get you set for a waiver wire Wednesday if you're still alive in the playoffs. Talk about that next with our guy Joe Serpico from PressBox here on GCR. Brace yourselves for an unparalleled game day experience at the new Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson. Experience the thrill of live, in-person betting with Baltimore's only state-of-the-art Vegas viewing TV experience. Choose between a person-to-person experience with their on-site tellers or the convenience of their self-bet kiosks to place your bets. Gather your betting buddies and head over to the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks today. Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. The ultimate destination for game day excitement, Great food and live in-person betting. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Go to mdgamblinghelp.org. The latest edition of PressBox is available now, and it's our very special annual best of issue. On the cover, we celebrate Orioles manager Brandon Hyde as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and the Orioles as our Team of the Year. With Stan the Fan Charles and Glenn Clark sitting down with Hyde to discuss his role in creating the culture that defined the Orioles' magic season. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2023. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Terps, and O's at PressBoxOnline.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along to holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas in at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come for a game, stay for everything else. 
Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at Baltimore.org slash hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? All right, back in here as we continue along on a Tuesday edition of GCR. Thanks again to Angel Reese and Patrick Stevens for joining us in that last segment. Reminder, the Project Game Day will be with you. We're not taking Christmas off. We're getting together. Femi and Rita, well, Rita's going to the game, so I think she'll be sober-ish. Femi has made no promises. It's a holiday. Josh makes no promises. Nobody's making any promises about their level of sobriety for uh, Monday night, but we're going to have a fun, festive holiday show. Project Game Day returns this Monday night. It is, uh, we do it every game day all season long. Myself, Rita, Femi, Josh, Stekka, KZ, the whole crew. We've been getting together after games. So come join us. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Project Game Day is brought to you by AJ Michaels, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. We will see you Christmas night following Ravens 49ers for the next Project Game Day. All right. Um, I'm still alive in two leagues. Survived. I had the buy in one league. I survived in the other league despite the fact that it was not a great week for me. I just got fortunate in the matchup, and it was a much worse week for the guy that I was going up against. Now we got bigger problems. I can't have any more zeros from Dalton Kincaid. Joining us now here on GCR, as he does every Tuesday, he is our press box fantasy football analyst, Mr. Joe Serpico. Joe, uh, happy holidays to you, my friend. Thank you, as always, taking the time for us. Happy holidays to you guys as well. Got my win over mm, Griffin, and up, I, ne- uh, up next ridiculous. is you, buddy. So let's get into it. I wanted to leave it alone. I didn't want to check. Griffin told me what the, this, this, the circumstances were dire last night. He was going to need a huge night from uh, Devontae Smith and nothing from A.J. Brown, and I believe neither of those things occurred. They both scored 10. So, so yep. Well, yeah. well, so the final score was? I lost by five. That's too bad. Yeah. That's that's too bad. It really is. You ready? Uh, you you get you got your Panatone yet? No, not yet. But whole Panatone. No, you'll be drinking. I'm not gonna make it through. I don't think I'm gonna make it through. Be, oh no 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 no! no. I don't think I'll survive it. the show. No, oh, you think you're gonna die? You're gonna finish the Panatone. <laughs> well, the cookies. You're just gonna yeah. perish. Well, you don't have to eat a lot of the cookies. Be you don't have to try the cookies. Well, that's only if you, you you screw up, you get something wrong. Oh, I'll get a lot wrong, I think. Yeah, on right. That's the only the way that it goes. So on Thursday's show, an entire Panatone. That's the way it's going to go from uh, from start to finish. Again, you got the entire show, and the drinking shows tend to go a little bit longer, so you got a little extra time. Oh, thank goodness. But a whole Panatone. Now, now, Joe, you might just do that for funsies on Thursday is what yeah, you're well- saying. Why you, not? You might just That's like Italians. We get into that kind of stuff. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm Italian. Not not. At, well, I'm still pretty Italian. Um, never been my thing. It just has. Like I remember for years, I had never had a panettone. Then I tried it. I was like, ah, this isn't so bad. I could do this. But a whole panettone, a whole one. Nah, nah, 
not going to be for me, Chief. Well, that's too bad, Griffin. And now it does move on to uh, Joe and I this week. So, Joe, we do need to come up with a side bet <laughs> now for the semifinals. I'm in. Um, I, I don't know. What are some New Year's-related traditions? Make some jalapeno bacon-wrapped uh, without gloves. Without gloves. Yeah. and then, <laughs> No, <you're> not, <laughs> not doing that. Um, we need to think of something that would be New Year-esque. Hmm. Something New Year-esque that we could come up with for uh, you and I to have for a side bet for this week. I'll let Griffin work on it while we, uh, while we talk about uh, the waiver wire situation for this week. And I guess, unfortunately, we have to begin here in Baltimore. Um, Justice Hill, I would assume, is a must-pick-up, but is he a must-play? Yeah, that's the tough situation there, whether he is a must-play. Um, so sad what happened to Keith Mitchell, because I think we were all on a cusp of seeing him break out and be a star for the Ravens. That uh, dynamic duo with the speed between him and Lamar is definitely going to be missed. But Hill is definitely the next in line. Uh, I still think that Gus Edwards is going to be your number one guy moving forward. Then, but it does seem like they like Hill more as like a pass protector. In addition to obviously he's the better uh, receiver out of the backfield as well. So Hill, you want to pick up, but I'm not necessarily going to uh, start him this week. There's a couple other guys that are out there that I'm probably feeling a little bit more confident about moving forward. Unfortunately, yeah, we're only got two more weeks anyway, so you know we're we're dime a dozen really. Yeah. Oh no no no. There's there's very very. This is what it is. So um, I, Zamir White ended up being a thing. It took a little while. I didn't play him last week. I don't know where we are with Josh Jacobs at this point, but um, if he doesn't play, I, is was that enough for you to say Zamir White's a guy that you're playing, and if he's somehow available, you're going and getting him. Yeah, that's, uh, see, that's tough to say because, well, I mean, we all saw the Chargers the other night. They stunk. Yeah, they were uh, awful. They didn't that's try. Me, <laughs> that's yeah. me being nice to say that. Uh, so, you know, that kind of inflated the totals there. If it was like a, you know, more of a close game, he might not be getting that much run. Uh, this week they got the Chiefs, so it could be one of those games while well, the Chiefs haven't been the, the same juggernaut that they have been, but it could be one of those things where, you know, they do jump out to an early lead and the running game is abandoned. Now White will still be a factor uh, in the receiving game as well, but so will Miller Abdullah. So, you know, it's all, again, comes down to what your situation looks like. But White is a guy that, if he's available, you want to grab. Marty, even if, if you're not starting to play defense to prevent somebody else from doing so. So, with the announcement that Isaiah Pacheco is going to play, is there still any value in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? No, yeah. So, Edwards-Hilaire would have been my probably one of my top picks to pick up this week. But with the news that Pacheco's coming back, uh, that kind of puts uh, Edwards Hilaire off the radar. Uh, he might get, you know, a little bit more work than usual, but Pacheco's still the number one guy you want. And then, actually, when it comes to the other two in general, Edwards Hilaire and McKinnon, I will probably leave them on my bench this week. McKinnon was a star for us at this point last year, but it just hasn't been the same this year. Uh, Trey Sermon is a, a name, and I guess we have to discuss him now. Yeah, not a name we were uh, expecting to talk about at all. Somebody we talked about in the fantasy realm maybe like two years ago when he was drafted by the 49ers, everybody just assumed that he could be his uh, his job moving forward, but he kind of just fell out of favor there, and now he's bounced around, and now he's just the de facto number one because there's nobody left there. So uh, if I if you're in desperate need, you know, grab him, but now you got to also keep the situation – with uh, Jonathan Taylor in mind because he is eligible to come off IR this week. So uh, if he comes back, obviously Sermon is kind of irrelevant. But if not, then Sermon is the guy. Um, he is Joe Serpico, press box fantasy football analyst, and he is with us here on GCR. Um, is there anyone else running back-wise that's even worthy of discussion at this point? 
Um, well, if somehow, because I did notice he is still somehow available, I Chandler's somehow out there, absolutely grab him. I was smart enough to actually not only grab him, but make the start last week for him, so I best benefited on that. But, mm. but at the and then uh, that's his job, and he handled almost all the one carry. So that's you know that's what we look for. That's the running back position. So he's absolutely a must add if he's out there, and honestly, he's not just a must add; he's a must start too. All right. Uh, I saw on your list of pressboxonline.com this week that uh, Hunter Henry is becoming a factor, which um, I I I don't know. It's hard for me to trust anything related to the New England Patriots, but um, if you're in tight end hell, that's perhaps an option. Yes, and my reason being, well, you know, what I put on Pressbox was that uh, they're playing the Broncos this week who just gave up the three touchdown passes to Laporta. Uh, Henry's got three touchdowns uh, himself the past two weeks, so, you know, just don't overthink things. Sometimes you just you know the Broncos aren't good against a tight end, so he's a guy that you can start there if you're still you know if you're, if you're streaming a tight end. Uh, something we're going to talk about probably more with next year is tight ends are a little bit more plentiful I think next year as opposed to uh, years past where we had like four or five and that was it. So walk me through by the way. Speaking of tight end, after Dalton Kincaid pitched an offer and couldn't hold on to the football and maybe was wearing the wrong gloves, am am I playing Darren Waller this week? Over Kincaid? Yeah. yeah. My thing being so the thing that concerned me about Kincaid was with Knox coming back. You know, they were kind of splitting before Knox got hurt, and now it's I don't want to say they're splitting, but he's definitely a factor still. As opposed to Waller, it's all all his job at tight end, let's just face it, the receiving game in New York is just pretty bad. So Waller is pretty much sort of the fact number one receiver. So I would uh I would definitely start probably Waller over Kincaid for the reasons I just said, more but Knox. Knox is the main reason why like Kincaid has kind of been bumped down in my rankings. I don't want to say significantly, uh, because there is again only so many tight ends. Let's say there's twelve, but it's the first time we can say there's twelve. But he definitely bumps to what he was, let's say a top four, top five option to probably more like a top ten option now. We're at the part of the year where again, and normally I would never suggest picking up a defense on the waiver wire, but you know, we're in the playoffs. Um I'm looking right now after the Rams thing was successful for me this past week. The one that I have my eye on, like the top ranked defense that's available is the commanders. There is no world in which I'm trusting the commanders. No. I I, I don't believe that Aaron, I don't think there's a chance in all hell that Aaron Rodgers is playing, but it's beyond that. I'm just not trusting the commanders. Um, you brought it up a second ago. What about the Broncos' defense against the Patriots on Sunday night? Definitely one to consider. Um, any defense is going against the Patriots, the Raiders, uh, uh, minus what the, you know we just saw from the Chargers this week, the Giants, the Bears. There's certain teams you just kind of want to go after, and basically they're the ones with all the backup quarterbacks going around the league. Uh, one of my favorites uh, for the next two weeks is the Packers because uh, they've got a couple of light matchups. The Chiefs, I mentioned before, they you know they play the Raiders this week. I'm not expecting the Raiders to do a repeat of performance of last week. Actually, I kind of expect the polar opposite. Um, and I kind of like I alluded to. There's a couple like better defenses out there, like you know, like the Eagles defense has had a real rough stretch the past couple of weeks. Uh, but they've got the Giants and Cardinals up next. So if they're like a team that's out there, you know, they're a sneaky play. Um, there's definitely options for defenses. Again, it's just more trying to find the ones that are playing the worst matchup. All right, so, worst quarterback. Probably so, a better option. Really so I'm again, I'm I'm holding the Rams right now. I could put in a claim for either the Broncos or the Packers. Which would you put in? So between Rams, Broncos, Packers, that's yeah. a good one. Because uh, those are like my three that I'm kind of like eyeballing myself. I would say go with the go with the Broncos, okay. just because of the Pats are just so abysmal. Um, 
I mean, it's like a trend. What was the stat where they just scored 10 or less points in X amount of weeks or something yeah, like they're that? they're not good. They're not good at all. So that's like the kind of a trend you want to follow. So, yeah, that's the team I would definitely – if I'm picking between those three, that's my option there. If Jonathan Taylor is activated, are you playing him this week? <sighs> yes, yeah. just because you know he's going to – if I had to guess, he's going to get all the workload there. Yeah, Trey Sermon might get mixed in here and there, but if they're going to if they're going to activate him and play him, he's going to get work. Uh, and it's Jonathan Taylor, so it's a guy that you know you you invested a high draft pick for. It's yeah. playoff time. Uh, you know, check your matchups obviously to see what other options you have. But JT's definitely a guy at this stage. You know, you play your best guys. You don't overthink it. I get it. I completely understand. All right, uh, Griffin, did you come up with anything New Year's related? Like um, we could, we could do like a New Year's baby. We could do a New Year's baby photo shoot. Loser has to take a picture dressed as the New Year baby. Uh, okay, that, that would I be mean, an that, option. That, that works. Uh, uh, I mean, I couldn't. It wasn't really New Year's related, but I saw somebody. They their side bet was they shotgun a can of soup. Shotgun Ooh. a can of soup. Yeah. Ooh, that oh. sounds miserable. Oh, that would be awful. Doesn't really have anything to do with uh, what anything. What kind of soup are we talking about? I, don't know, whatever. I was going to say, I have to maybe, be like yeah. tomatoes. Yeah, I don't think you can do yeah, I think it's got to be. All right, then I guess tomato. Yeah, so some tomato, tomato paste. Shotgun a can of tomato soup. I don't know what that would do to your body. I've never even I considered mean, the thought fine. process. Can we do something else? I'm just. I mean, yeah, sure. It's, I'm not we'll sure. Come about up that. With all right, all right, Joe, we'll you got to you got to think about it between now and Thursday. All right, we got to come we'll, up we'll with We'll come that. up with something. All right. I mean, worst case scenario, we just do drinks. The drinks are New Year's related. That's true, but I I want to do something. I want to have it be creative. I want it to be content. I like all that. I just don't. I didn't think about it. Truthfully, I didn't realize it was you and I in the next <laughs> round. So I should have thought. I didn't realize until about 20 minutes before you called me. To be honest, man, <laughs> so don't man. fault you there. Maybe we double down on the pentatone thing. Maybe <laughs> that's what it is. No, no, but you said, no. You said you liked it. We can't do that. So the the other matchup is Ken and Paul. Paul, Paul Moss. So. Oh, Paul and Ovi Lando. <laughs> yeah, Paul and Ovi Lando. KZ and Paul and Ovi Lando. We make them do something matchup. as well. Huh. Mm, Ken would do, would probably Ken's done a lot of dumb things over the years. He had to eat a milk and spaghetti pie once. Ooh. Yeah, that, uh, that looked disgusting. All right, I'm gonna keep working on it. I'll have an answer for you by Thursday. At Joe Serp on Twitter is how you follow him. Pressboxonline.com is where you see all of his stuff. Merry Christmas, pal. We'll talk again next week. All right. Absolutely, guys. Take care. Thanks, brother. Joe Serpico with us here on GCR, getting us ready for Waiver Wire Wednesday. As always, he's brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. Griffin, what's going on? You need to turn your microphone on. Is they what's going have on. the second chance to win drawing. That's been all football season long. Time's winding down, winding down though, because between now and January 4th, 2024, all live casino and hotel Maryland Rewards members will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum because you can turn losses into winning opportunities. Uh, and then two nights a week, 20 different winners will be chosen up until January 4th, 2024. Prizes will range from live casino and hotel Maryland apparel, sports and social ultimate happy hour, plus cash and free play worth up to $500. Drawings will be held every Thursday and Monday over at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Again, January 4th, 2024. That is the last day uh, to get on, get in on this. So, so get I would over take there. advantage of it as soon as possible. Adirondo Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call one. Oh, so it's bowl season. These are the types of days mm. where like, it's just really pleasant to go sit in a sportsbook. Like, just you take a Saturday, games that you otherwise wouldn't care about. Unless you had Old Dominion. Well, I guess this is that's the reason that you do that's this. Like you, yeah. you don't care about these games; they don't mean anything to you. But you go hang out in the sports book, and 
you know, have a couple of drinks, hang out with the boys, and all of a sudden the day, it's just a very different type of day, and you find out just how badly you care about what, uh, there's a bowl game today too, isn't it? It is. It's a late one though. It's a 9 p.m. start. It's UTSA. It's the Frisco Bowl. The Frisco Bowl. You throw out all the records. I like UTSA comes big. to the Frisco Bowl. Yeah? Yeah. You're all over that? I like the I like the, the runners. You do your show in the underwear if the runners don't cover? Uh, No. What is that? No. Why are you all of a sudden afraid of... I think they will cover. doesn't mean but anything if you don't put anything behind it. doesn't have to be your underwear. I'll think a about scoop it. of Crisco since it's the Frisco. <laughs> Bowl. What? what do you want? I, I'm just, just telling you what I like. UTSA. You like sitting around eating Crisco? No, no, I don't. I that's do. why. That's why I put it on the line. We but come, we'll come back in. Do we'll, it. We'll get a tidbit. We'll get two bit or wind things down for a Tuesday edition of GCR. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership, a press box, and great ace memorabilia. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, December 19th at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill on Harford Road. It's brought to you by Superbook, AJ Michaels, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Costas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. Fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steamed crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels. Heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, AJMichaels.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along to holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. 
Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Hey, Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. All right, we are winding down for a Tuesday edition of the program. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. There are, sorry, there is one player in the NFL this season that has at least 10 tackles for loss as well as 10 pass defenses. Is it Kyle Hamilton? It is. Yeah. Kyle Hamilton. He is the only player in the NFL this season to do that. So, I mean, guy's pretty good. He's been unbelievable. It's a good thing. Uh, I like that. I like that we have him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last night, Drew Locke, uh, he did something that had not been done since 1992. Uh, he got the ball back. Well, down four or more points mm-hmm. with under two minutes left. Okay. And then led the team on a game-winning 90-yard drive, 90-yard uh, touchdown drive, and capped it off with a 25-yard touchdown pass. Those three things. It's kind of specific. Yeah. Well, it had happened before. Yeah. Um, the last time it happened uh, was Brett Favre ah. in 1992, uh-huh. also coming off the bench. N- noted bad person. Right, yeah. Yes. Also coming off the bench uh, as he went on to start over 300 games, including playoffs. Consecutively, so maybe Drew Locke will uh, have a Brett Favre-like turn in his career. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd be very surprised. Well, other, you know. not not all the Brett Favre stuff, but right? Just mean it from the football standpoint. Yeah, yeah still would be very surprised. Um, would be less surprised <laughs> by the other thing than I would be by that thing. Not that I think that Drew Locke's a bad guy. Not that I'm saying that. Um. Yeah. So which is more likely? That's what we're saying. I I think that one, unfortunately, is more likely than the other. But I again, I I think it's like a zero, a, like a one percent chance that he becomes Brett Favre on the football field, and like a one point four percent chance that he becomes Brett Favre. What chance he becomes both? Point zero 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 zero. Jared Goff had five touchdowns and zero interceptions on Saturday in their win in his second game. Doing uh, that, doing that, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, ties him with like eight guys to do it twice. Um, there are nine quarterbacks who have had three such games of five touchdowns and no interceptions. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Um, I believe he has to be on the list. <laughs> You're the one that has the list. Yeah, sorry. I click because I click yeah, out of I mean, it. Yes, like, Peyton is on the list. Okay. Five such games. Ties uh, him for uh, third. Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger also has five. So, yes. Uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is tied for the most such games. Eight games. Eight. With five, five tuds, zero picks. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is not on this list. Sucks. Yeah, maybe. How about... 
Hall of Famer. Drew Brees. Drew Brees is tied with Tom Brady for most all-time eight games. Uh, Aaron Rodgers? Um, Aaron Rodgers, yes. Aaron Rodgers also has five. So you have the top five. Peyton, Aaron, Ben, Drew, Tom. Is, is Pat Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes, yes, four. Next four guys all active. Oh, all active. Well, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> Can't keep it in your pants. Sorry. Uh, all active. Stafford? Uh, Not Matt Stafford. All active. Uh, Joe Burrow? Not Joe Burrow. Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson has four, tied with Mahomes. Two other guys have three such games. Tua. Not Tua. Is it Lamar? Lamar, yes. Lamar has three such games of five. I, think of, I mean, you could probably think of yeah. I mean, I guess that what, Dolphins the game, game yeah. the Rams game. Yeah, or, oh, yeah, the yeah, Monday the night game, game, right, yeah. And yeah, he probably did it again. <laughs> well, that's, I mean. Well, what, why am I not? That Browns game. Oh, maybe. That's in that Browns game. I don't know maybe. if he turned it over, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, And Josh Allen? Not Josh Allen. And... Gonna, it's gonna what? I, just, I just hate to end it on this guy. Oh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, oh, it's Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I know. I didn't mean to. I mean, it did, yeah. I didn't want it to happen that way. God. But I guess why would you have guessed him first? <laughs> so I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't go to trivia obviously last night because we were mm. at uh, Chick Fil A Nottingham Square uh, collecting uh, toiletries and underwear for the folks at Helping Up Mission. But I was sent uh, the sports question. Remember, you got to go four for four on this one. Hmm. So the question is, which four active quarterbacks are among the top 20 all-time passing yards leaders? I did go four for four when it was posted. Four active quarterbacks are among the top 20 all-time in career passing yards. Russ. Russell Wilson is in the top four. And is one of the four. Active guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Stafford. Stafford is in the, is one of them. Um, Stafford, Russ. These are active quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. We're like we're like on to this new wave. So, gotten two. Mahomes isn't already there. Um, he might be, but I'm not 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 guessing that. <laughs> what what is I that? I just wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> um, just. man. Who who is active and has been? I can't even think of like the the longest tenured quarterbacks right now for some reason. What you got two? Um, I no, not 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 Jameis, not Derek Carr either. But just because <laughs> just, just because they've been around. You're not watching. I'm doing a weird like, <laughs> the Rock thing. Looks like a Popeye almost. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, man, top twenty. Yes, top so, like, twenty that, all time. And since we are like in a I mean, you could also Jared call it the. No, Jared Goff is not on the list. Darn it. So you would have not won. Uh, you could also say that the four, they have the the four with the most, the, the most passing yards among, four, I mean, among yeah, active players is yeah, the yeah. other way you could say it. Mahomes. No. Darn it. I'm trying to think of who. I, I know, like, who. I mean, I'm one gonna... of them, I'm very confused as to how you've missed. I know. I, I, I probably will be too. Um, Who's been in the league for a while that I'm not thinking of? Tannehill doesn't throw the ball enough. Um, Derek Carr was the only other one. When I was talking it through, I said, 
I said, uh, now all of a sudden I'm thinking about Derek Carr, but I'll stick with my four. Dak Prescott. Not Dak Prescott. That's a bad guess. Hmm. It was, for the record, because he wasn't. Uh, I believe he wasn't even in the next three. I did look it up afterwards <laughs> to see who the next three were. Um, man. Mm-hmm. All right, They're all men. Jam- yeah. Not Jameis. Uh, this is really kind of weird. I know. Why can't I think of, like. Both of them are weird for different reasons. Both of them, like, one's weird because, like, dude, really? And the other one's weird because, for you, dude, really? Oh, Flacco. Joe Flacco. Of course. Darn it. Joe Flacco. Did he? What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh man, then who would the other one be? The other one would be. I mean, me. what are you doing, dude? Active players. Yeah. The most. The most passing yards. The most. Fifty nine thousand and fifty five passing yards. Ninth most all time. Why? Why can't I think of? Who I this don't is? know what you're doing. It was an answer in the that I just gave. Oh, oh, Rogers. What are we doing? Because <laughs> when these guys are hurt or like you know they're not like. The next three were think uh, Kirk Cousins uh, is number twenty four all time. Andy Dalton, number 25 all-time, and Derek Carr, number 26 all-time. Ryan Tannehill's number 37. Jared Goff, 56. You get Zach Prescott at 62, and Patrick Mahomes currently 67 on the list. The only other active quarterback in the top 100 is? Lamar. No. Tannehill. No, we already said No. Uh, You haven't named him yet, for the record. It wasn't Winston. He's 101. Mm, Man, (laughs) So, you, so Mariota, I don't know. It's you know what? That's a closer guess. Uh, then Carson Wentz. Oh, Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz is okay. number one hundred all time. Carson Wentz is. Uh, he may get to ninety nine. Who knows? Maybe Michael Vick is number ninety nine for what it's worth. All right, Tubular brought to you by Superbook. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code Glenn Clark twenty three when you sign up, and you will receive up to two hundred fifty dollars in a same day. First bet, match, win, or lose. Superbook.com. What's Maryland favored by tonight? Maybe we throw a couple a shekels. Lot. I would assume. Let's see how I feel about that. I'll um, say 22 is my guess. Maryland is a 19-point favorite tonight yeah, I'll take against Nichols. So if uh, you like that, hop on Superbook.com, Superbook app. Use that code GlennClark23 when you sign up. Up to $250 in a same-day first bet match. Of course, Tyus Bowser show tonight at 7.00. Uh, Maryland does host Nichols, 8.30 on Big Ten Network. Madison hosts Coppin at 7 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, big college hoops tonight, Florida-Michigan from Charlotte. That's weird. 7 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, Georgetown Butler at 6.30 on FS1. Marquette Providence at 8.30. I guess it for college hoops that matter. Uh, the only other Big Ten team, Indiana, hosts Moorhead State at 6.30 before the uh, Nichols-Maryland game. And saying Moorhead State is always Have for to. a chuckle. So it's- Frisco Bowl, as Griffin pointed out, he's all over the Roadrunners, and he's going to drink a bottle of Crisco if they don't cover against Marshall. That's tonight at 9 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, TNT Grizzlies Pelicans, 7.30. Celtics Warriors at 10. ESPN Plus Oilers Islanders at 7.30. Kings Sharks at 10.30. USA Network for WWE NXT tonight at 8. Anything non-sports-wise? Not really. New episode of Fargo, Hard Knocks with the Dolphins, and um, apparently it's the Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel series finale. It's the last episode they're ever doing of that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. How about that? Um, uh, Lego Masters Spectacular Part Two, of course, ah, yes. on Fox. Uh, Bradley Cooper and Martha Stewart will be on Fallon. Sure. Package deal. <laughs> uh, and is they're the plugging great... their own holiday special <laughs> that they're doing? 
Well, it's Maestro, the uh, with uh, with Bradley Cooper. Oh, okay. What is Leonard, the Leonard Burns Bernstein? Oh, I don't like, know that biopic. How did I not know about that? They they've been like pushing this week. Hard, okay. Like all of a sudden. Right. Um, is it out on Christmas? I believe it comes out Friday. Oh, okay. Um, or it was in select theaters like in, back in September, but it's now I think it's out on I think it's Netflix on Friday. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, the Great Christmas Light Fight season finale on ABC. I've got uh, I've got the Jones family. Their favorites. Their favorites tonight. Like the like, they, yeah, I think that they're gonna. No idea. I won't underst- I wouldn't under- underestimate the Smiths. The Smiths. Yeah. You think yeah. it's a big year for them? I've been wondering if it might be the year they finally break through. They've always they've always dropped the ball on the big one though. They've always they've been great in the regular season, but when they get to the championship, they just the bulbs are all. The Bradford's out. have been it's, flying under the radar. Oh boy, it's their moment. They're uh, they're actually plus five hundred, so <laughs> might want to get in there. All right, uh, very good. Thanks today to uh, Angel Reese. Thanks to Patrick Stevens. Thanks to Wes Brown and to Joe Serpico. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the Oh, my God, it's so good. Tab at glennclarkradio.com. On the program tomorrow, Dante Whitner, uh, 49ers uh, analyst for NBC Sports Bay Area, former safety. He will check in with us to preview Monday night's game. Um, we will get you, I think, segment number one, maybe segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show. Since we're not here Friday, we've got to figure out how we're going to do that. And uh, I believe we're going to chat with Peter Moore, yes. the uh, Calvert Correct. Hall alum who's now the punter for Virginia Tech. They play in the Military Bowl the following week. And stuff and things. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Drew will probably check in at some point. Mm. Um, might, might not be here, but he'll probably okay. check in at some point. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Live Casino and Hotel, Mother's North Grill, A.J. Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, Superbook Sports, Hartford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Tuesday evening. See you at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. Go Terps. Go Coppin. Duke sucks.